Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, everyone. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, and I married the movie geek. The movie geek is Justin Winters. That's Say hi, me. Justin. Hi, Justin. <laughs> you know, I was just saying a second ago, we need to change the name of the podcast because, you know, it's called So I Married a Movie Geek because I've never seen anything, and Justin has seen pretty much everything. And we explore movies um, weekly or I guess every other week because you do the film draft. So not every week, but I digress. But I want to change it because Justin is the one who organizes everything about this podcast, and I pretty much just show up. So it should be like, so I married somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, I mean, that's kind of long. That's kind of a long title. It's so. a little bit long, <laughs> but it's more accurate. Um, but yeah, welcome. If this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, uh, welcome. We, <laughs> You're we, in for a doozy. We talk about movies every <laughs> single week. Uh on, on opposite weeks, Chrissy is introduced to a movie she's never seen before, and then when she's not around, uh, we play a little game called Fantasy Movie Draft. So, yeah, uh, this week is is super exciting, Chris, because yes. not only are we together, yes. not only are we talking about movies. We have a third person in our movie marriage podcast. We have a third wheel into the mix. <laughs> wheel. We're, we're celebrating. <laughs> we got a tripod going on. We're celebrating <laughs> uh, a kind of an anniversary. Last year at this time, mm-hmm. uh, we brought this gentleman onto the show. He's He's been on the show many, many times. He's a favorite. But but last year at this time, we brought him on to talk uh, the Fifty Shades movie. So it was Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, it, was a, it was a sexy, sexy time that... That we'll never forget. Mm, that pre-Valentine's Day <laughs> movie time that we get is Try very pop. special. <laughs> I'm glad that we have a third person in our movie marriage. So we're like, we're like, we got to bring him back, man. And we got to make <laughs> it se- like double the sexy. We're talking about my boy Nick from Epic Film Guys all the way across Ooh. the U.S. What's up, Nicholas? How you doing, man? All right, first of all, hit the brakes. <laughs> how many how many car puns are we allowed to say during this episode? Well, I mean, because I hope it's a lot. So it might be an audio thing that you guys can't hear, thankfully, once we put this out there. But all we hear is is Nick through our headphones sounding like he's in a car, like on Bluetooth while he's recording this. So it's already appropriate. We're there. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, from my standpoint, I'm acting like that's not like a mistake. Like he meant to do that <laughs> because he wanted to really put himself in you know in the shoes of some of the people in, in one of these movies. You so. mean he wanted to turn into the skid? Yes. Okay. If this is the first time you're ever listening (laughs) to So I Married a Movie Geek, (laughs) I'm going to apologize to you in advance. (laughs) Because what an episode you chose. When Justin said, if this is your first time, I'm like, oh, no. Well, I I was about to say, uh, if you are someone who is... Sensitive, <laughs> sensitive to sensitive to uh, explicit words, explicit language, explicit content, content in any way, especially uh, sexual intercourse. If you are a born again Christian, you should stop listening. <laughs> if now. you are uh, the Pope, 
if you are, a, I feel like he'd be chill with it. Yeah, he'd be down. He's if a good you, one. If you are a, a a classroom of preschool kids and the teacher has somehow downloaded <laughs> this episode onto her iPod and played it mistakenly, stop, stop it. Basically, if you know Justin and I in our real life with our kids, you should probably stop listening so you won't be super creeped out <laughs> next time you see us. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, we're just honored to have you, Nick. I mean, when, when we when I think of sexy, oh. when I think of erotic, I think of you. And so... <laughs> we're th- That's how we're tied together. That's how we're married, so to speak. You it, are. Because every single time you were on... Epic Film Guys, we did Fifty Shades. Then I came on the show last year, did the two Fifty Shades sequels, and now, oof, I, <laughs> we were the ante has been upped. We were. I, I think the Fifty Shades one. I think I was just like two sheets to the wind, just like talking to <laughs> talking to Nick on his three. podcast about my love. And that was the second time I'd seen it because what happened was I watched the first one with you, and everyone made fun of me for seeing it, and I was like. I dare you to watch this movie, Nick. And he did. And I was like, and I will, I will talk about it with you. So like drink some tree beer and got really wasted. And like, we, I think we shared a moment. And then that led to the moment we all shared talking about the other two Fifty Shades movies. And now we're here. And I think we're going to share lots of moments tonight. So I mean, oh, <laughs> I don't know how many moments. There were a lot that happened. I'll try to keep this thing from running into the guardrails. <laughs> By the way, speaking of moments. Nick, I don't know if you know this, but we had a uh, Oscar Best Picture nominees fantasy movie draft last week, and I got lambasted for every single one of my picks that I picked by Chrissy, by my my friends Mickey and Rudy, and then in the end, I, I won. I, I spanked. I spanked everyone. So well, of course, we knew you were going to win. We told you that. I spanked everyone, guys, mm. in a car on the side of the road. It was impressive. Okay. I mean, you won, congratulations! But it was impressive how much better your list. You like you could have combined the other three lists together, and yours was better. Ooh, <laughs> it was good. It was a good list. That a hurts good my heart, list. Nick. Well, I, I just wanted to ex- establish my dominance here at the top of this episode. <laughs> like we're all in a red room together. The door's been shut. We're about to talk you about got these- the jeans on. We- you got the jeans. <laughs> I got the jeans on. <laughs> I've, got, I, I've got some ice cream to rub across Chrissy awkwardly you know in the in the dining room oh god you guys it's already <laughs> begun it's begun i'm ready to top your bottom <laughs> <laughs> all right so l- let's explain so knowing that nick was going to be back knowing that la- last year we talked 50 shades i was like okay we got to make this erotic we got to make this sexy we got to make this a little weird maybe <laughs> So we we picked exactly what you think of when you think of me. Yes, <laughs> we, we 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 went back and forth. We picked two movies, and then basically at the last minute we we pulled an audible and changed one of the movies. And Nick, I think that change kind of solidified this as maybe one of the best double features we could have ever done together. <laughs> we took a detour. We went right off the road onto that little side road, and man. <laughs> You know, I got to say, so many driving puns going into this. I don't know about you guys. I feel like one of the movies might be a very short review. And then the other movie deserves like a live watch retweet special (laughs) that happens right now. Like I've got, Justin yelled at me because I posted on Facebook when I was watching him earlier and Justin gets out there. He yells at me. He's like, don't you dare live tweet this. I want to know. I want to hear your reaction on the show. (laughs) I need to add you on Facebook just so I can see that. Of course he would. Of course he would tell you're not allowed. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm like, Nick, wait a minute. Let me unbutton my pants first. So <laughs> <laughs> the jeans, the jeans specify. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I have lots of thoughts. Um, both of these movies, neither Chrissy or Nick had ever seen before. Um, I'd seen the the first movie we were going to talk about before, but watching it several years later, I feel like I'm a different person altogether. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll get into why I picked it, but let, let's start with the the probably the most popular movie of of the <laughs> the double feature, and that is uh, from 1995, a movie called Species. In January, a message from an extraterrestrial source was picked up at the Parks Observatory in Australia. A new sequence of DNA, friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. Its growth is amazing. The decision was made to terminate the experiment. We have a serious emergency on our hands. I want a team to track her. Hunt her down. You created a monster. Now you want us to kill it. We decided to make it female so that it would be more docile and controllable. More docile and controllable. I guess you guys don't get out much. She wants to have a baby. She'll kill anyone that gets in her way. I wouldn't hurt you. Yes, you would. Just don't know it yet. She can have a dozen babies. She can lay a thousand eggs. Something's wrong. Oh! Get out! Oh my damn dog! Hey! Oh god. Okay. All right. Wait, so say, say say the name of the movie again. Species. There you go. Species, species. You said species. Species, guys. <laughs> Reese's species. It was really great. Sorry, guys. I'm already laughing at these. Like Reese's okay. pieces. All right. So here's the logline <laughs> on IMDb. If if no one has seen species, uh, it's a group of scientists try to track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully mates with a human. So, species was directed by Roger Donaldson and. and you're gonna you're gonna love this one, Nick. Uh, Roger Donaldson in 1984 directed the classic The Bounty. <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> he, so he was responsible for The Bounty. That I, movie keeps coming back to us. <laughs> he's he's also he directed No Way Out, uh, Kevin Costner movie, Cocktail, one of my favorites oh. from from Tom Cruise. He directed Cadillac Man, The Getaway Remake. Dude, Dante's Peak. What? Dante's Peak, 13 Days. And then another, a Chrissy fave, The Recruit. Oh, the, yeah. Because he loves The Recruit with like Colin recruit. Farrell and Al Pacino. That's yes. Like one of her favorites. Mm. So it's true. He, he's, he's got a lot of movies. He's got a, he's got a lot of work up there. And then uh, this movie was written by Dennis Feldman, who, who also wrote the 80s classic Just One of the Guys. Which is another one that Chrissy loves. Remember that one, Chrissy? Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, and then The Golden Child from Eddie Murphy. And then Virus, a, a stinker for, that Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was in in the 90s. And and this movie stars an illustrious cast uh, headed by newcomer Natasha Henstridge, but also Ben Kingsley, Michael Madsen, Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker, Marg Helgenberger, and Michelle Williams. 
Uh, we're going to get to Nick in a second because I know he has <laughs> thoughts. But Chrissy, this was yeah. the first time seeing this movie. Yeah. Uh, from 1995, what did you think of Species? Okay, so this movie is crazy sauce. I didn't understand in the maybe the first third or so why it was considered, uh, I guess, an erotic thriller or movie because th- this was supposed to be the theme right like we're bringing nick back let's get sexy and i'm like all right cool because <laughs> he was pissed he's like i'm like the w- where's the sex right first third of the movie is no dialogue like, except for why scientists. is 12 year old michelle williams running around yes. this movie? what's going on yes i'm feeling slightly <laughs> awkward right now and then uh, yeah and then it just becomes a snowball that gets pushed downhill where i guess it was supposed to be sexy in parts but in my mind it wasn't sexy enough. It wasn't scary enough. It wasn't well-written, acted, or made enough. So, therefore, it was a shitty movie. Ooh. Okay. It was watchable, but a shitty movie. All right. Well, those are those are Chrissy's opening thoughts. Uh, Nicholas, surprised you've never seen this movie before, <laughs> man. Uh, we'll get to why, why in a second. But what did you think of your first time seeing it? I... <laughs> When I when I first turned on this movie and it started going through the cast of the opening credits, I my mouth fell open. I was like, Ben Kingsley, Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker, Michael Madsen, <laughs> Michelle Williams. I'm like, what is this movie? Like, if this movie were made, like, if you were just reading that cast list and it was made in, like, the 2000s or, like, the early 2010s, it'd be, like, a huge, like, Oscar-style drama or something. <laughs> so the cast list of this blew me away. I was like crazy this is okay it's easily one of the most 90s movies i've ever seen yes it's so like you've got your 90s sexism in there you've got your 90s cgi in there which oh my lord (laughs) the practical effects even were like this weird like foam stuff that looked like it didn't behave on set properly (laughs) and titty snakes guys titty snakes just putting it out there put right to the middle of the table titty snakes (laughs) hashtag titty snakes (laughs) by the way you're so right about your your assertion of being the most quintessential 90s movie at one point i just i don't know if you remember this i was like this is the most 90s 90s movie that ever 90s well this is 95 this is like solid this is you know right in the middle yeah ski ball right up to the you know middle top you know every outfit every yes. hairstyle just it, it oozed 90s and then i i had a thought when i was watching it i was like look at this this is an impressive cast even at this day this is an impressive cast but my god are they all phoning this thing in from the other hemisphere like <laughs> yes. holy like this is what you did when you were like in the 90s and you were like a bigger actor like especially ben kingsley like come on but holy god just <laughs> I was. I started playing the game of who do who who looks the most embarrassed to have this job, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so did you? But did you get pleasure from watching it? What was your overall? No. What uh, should I say before there was there is no pleasure? Okay, fine. Court now. Agree with me, Nick. Jeez. I no. I (laughs) no. It just like I, I agree with Chrissy. It wasn't sexy it wasn't scary it was like there are long and i mean long scenes where it's just and i called it ben ben kingsley and his like merry band of miscreants or whatever i called them i don't even like 
the, where did this random assemblage of just random science people come from? Thank you. Like, what in the world? And then there are way too many scenes of just them just sitting and talking to each other. It's like sci-fi horror movie. Sci-fi horror, please. Like, <laughs> stop this nonsense. I had so many <sighs> logistical questions about them, too. I'm like, how do they keep getting access to these files? How oh, do they I'm... keep, like, walking around crime scenes like they're cops? Like, who's giving them permission? There's no sense of logic to <laughs> any no, of this. No, none. I the... think... I think that was my mistake. I, I tried to apply logic to this thing going into it. It was you can't, you can't. <laughs> so the the only the only logical thing about this movie and why I wanted to see it was I hadn't seen it since I was in high school. This I saw this movie first when I was fifteen, and watching it back, I'm like, oh my is, god, this is the perfect fifteen year old boy movie. Like, right? You know, it's basically like um like sexy terminator. Like the <laughs> the the, the, the Natasha interest in this movie. Like imagine Terminator 2, but instead of pa- Robert Patrick like chasing after you, it's Natasha Hintrich like Natasha Hintrich. Yeah, there you go. It's hard to say her name. But then when she gets to you, she's like, "Come with me if you want to fuck." And and all the guys are like, <laughs> "Yes, please." And that's the whole movie. She's just going, like, just trying to fuck. She just really wants to have sex, man. Yeah. And uh, the the Scooby Doo gang or whatever that's chasing her is like <laughs> n- not only horribly inept at their jobs, but they also seem to have no like time clock of like this. Like, shit could really get crazy, and they're just like hanging out in the hotel. You know, like there's a romantic subplot that comes out of nowhere and you're just like... With Mars who lives in Simi Valley, apparently. So weird. It was so... like, And then like, there's a, there's a love triangle even. And yes. I'm like, when was all this established? Like all of a sudden it just is thrown at you in the movie because I'm like, I feel like they got bored at some point. Just hanging out in this little group and they're like, well, we have to try to do something with these guys to make, I don't know, make it somewhat interesting. They didn't. They never got there, but God, did they try? <laughs> A for effort. I mean, I I was like, I get it, man. Uh, sexy Terminator. This is pretty hot, you know. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> I had the, I had that moment. There's one scene. There's one scene of this movie where Alfred Molina's character goes back to his hotel room, and the, the, Natasha Henstridge's the, the character is scientist there. ever. Oh my god. Yep, <laughs> and, and like. Within about like forty five seconds of screen time, they're going at it, and I'm just like, "That's the most realistic scene in this movie." <laughs> what? Because I don't feel like I, I feel like in that situation, like anybody would be like, "Yep, <laughs> this is happening. I'm okay with this happening." <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like every single guy in this movie is like, "Sure, okay." They are, but they aren't. They're like, yes, but then they're like, oh, but wait, this is happening so fast. Do you have protection? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. You know what? The, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I, I was gonna. I, I wanted to. I, well, I don't know if you want to dig into characters or whatnot here, but can we talk about? <laughs> There's Forrest Whitaker's character. <laughs> yes. Forrest Whitaker's character, aka, he kind of is the only like push that the plot has. Like <laughs> he's just there to push the plot along. To is he plot hole these really? guys into whatever scene they need to be in. 
So Forrest Whitaker. So like I said, there's like a Scooby Doo like gang of scientists. Uh, Michael Michael Madsen plays this guy that you call when like shit really goes down, but he's like the worst at it. Apparently, they've never and, even explained what he does. And then Forrest Whitaker plays. He said he's he's like an empath, but he acts an like empath, a yeah. he, he acts, acts like, like a, a psychic, psychic as well. Yeah, but. <laughs> He just seems like really sad all the time. Yeah. Like he's like he's like <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Like <laughs> I was trying to think. Imagine if if Jeff Goldblum in in Jurassic Park was like, "Oh, the dinosaurs, they're really sad. Like they're really sad about being in here like all the time." Yeah. That's all he was talking about. It's, it's crazy. Like it there's is. different there's different points in in I really hated his character, not because of Forrest Whitaker. I love Forrest Whitaker. He's a treasure, but he literally existed only to either a stop the plot because he didn't know what was going on. He couldn't figure out where the thing was going or whatever, or to further it along. Like they were stuck, the Scooby-Doo gang, they couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And then he would be like, I feel it. She's sad. <laughs> she's here. She's over there. She's over yeah, there. And then they would go. She's touching. He's like touching doors. He's like, she's in here. Right. You know, that was every single time he was on the screen. And the, like, he like literally, they had no other way, realistically, for this ragtag group to find this alien whatsoever <laughs> at all. All they needed to look for is like lots of dudes that like to fuck because that's what she was doing. <laughs> well, at one point they did. They're like, let's go back to the club. <laughs> By the way, if I look at Forrest Whitaker's lines in script, like just his version, his lines consisted of she's here, she's there, she's sad, she's scared. I don't know where she is. It was literally like that. Like he said, like flashcards. He just kept flipping yes. through them. Well, it was just so. It was just so laughable because they were always like behind her. Like they, they yeah. never, like they never, like actually ran into her till the end. So it was like she would, she would find a dude. She would try to fuck a dude. It wouldn't work out. She'd kill the dude. She'd flee naked, and then they'd show up. Like it just kept go- going like that every time. The movie. So, like, yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, uh, Helgenberger's wig or her hair oh, style in this terrible. movie her was hair just was like so distracting. All the females in this movie are just like, oh man, like they really had it. Be- like she's the one person though who I felt was actually trying. Nobody else to me, like you guys were saying earlier, was making any effort whatsoever, and she was just kind of strangely earnest in her part. Where I was like, does she really believe in this? Does she know what you know, she's and, saying? And I agree with you. I agree with you. And to take that one step further, but because this was the 90s, they all just laugh at her because she's the girl. Yes. 100%. <laughs> They're all just like, you're the girl. You don't know shit. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, females in this movie and how, how bad they have it, apparently, according to IMDb, Michelle Williams dislikes this movie due to the amount of bullying she received after it was released. How about she shouldn't like this movie because they tried to kill her off in the first two minutes? Yeah, what did you think about seeing? Uh, you're you're a Dawson's you were a Dawson's Creek fan, like oh, I love me some Creek. So this was like prime, like this is pre Creek, right? Yeah, yeah, this is pre Creek. Pre Creekage. I was uh, a I was a Jen Jen fan over uh, Joey Potter fan. Same. So seeing her in this movie, no wonder I was like, you just want to hug her and protect her and not try to like gas her to death, which is what they try to do at the beginning of this movie. Yes, and then she esca- then she escapes and goes to a train and eats lots of junk food and then like it's kind of like a a metaphor for puberty that she goes through and it's really violent Disturbing. and gross. Yeah, 
Why doesn't like the little kid version of her have like a cocoon to turn into the Michelle Williams version of her? But she has a cocoon to turn into Natasha Hunter. I don't know. Like a Ru- like a Russian nesting doll, but for you know, <laughs> sex terminator aliens. <laughs> it is weird that we, like once she becomes Hinstridge, she doesn't like that's it. Like she's her prime form. She doesn't age anymore. That's what I said to you. Oh, I'm like she, her hair hasn't grown. She often doesn't wear clothes, you know. Yeah. So I mean, why did Michelle Williams have to kill the woman on the train? By the way, the ticket taker. Because she wanted to poke the poker cocoon. Did you see her? She like she was coming up to it to like just poke it with her finger. She wasn't like gonna like eat it. Because sci-fi horror movies got a sci-fi horror, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I uh, like, uh, and then you get further into the movie, and then that's when they have the. Well, number one, the the C. My God, the CG in this movie is so <laughs> mid nineties in the worst way possible. They got Windows three point one one, and they knew how to use it. Guys, this oh, this movie was God. like a. This was basically a hit. So the budget was thirty five million. It grossed basically. sixty million in the U S. and one hundred and thirteen million worldwide, which is why wow. it, why it spawned not one, not two, but three sequels. Holy crap! Holy crap! <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point eight on IMDb. Like I said, I think it was just a lot of horny uh, high school boys like me. I, th- I just, I just think it like. I mean, it, they, I mean, and Geiger, I can't fault Geiger, it for Geiger did the the alien designs for this too. Like they they cribbed off aliens, and so instead yeah, of like did. aliens just like inserting a pod. You know, into you, the the alien queen's like, you know what? Let me turn into Hinstrich first and fuck you, and then th- that'll be just a lot sexier. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why you guys are shitting on this movie. This movie's well, great. I'm shitting on the movie. I'm not. I'm not shitting on that last thing. Uh, nipple snakes. Just, <laughs> I did like the nipple snakes. I like the <laughs> there was there was a sexy hot tub scene in this. Sexy ish. Sexy ish. <laughs> I mean. Started out promisingly enough, but then did not end well. No. No. Don't you love that even the guy that like saw her like get hit by a car and like almost die takes her home is like, okay, let's do this. Why did he put down his credit card at the hospital is what I want to know. He's like, no, it's fine. I'll pay for all her medical needs. I love watching movies like this. (laughs) She's beautiful. (laughs) No guy says no. Like, there's absolutely that's, no guy that says that's no. That's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. I guess. So, to pay $33,000 in medical debt. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was I was surprised you didn't like it more, Chrissy, because it's like another Los Angeles travelogue movie. Like, they were all <laughs> over certain areas of LA, and I was expecting you to be like, oh, I love this movie. There's, like, the the hotel, Nick, that she stays at, the Saharan, uh, you know, the one, the first motel where she goes up to the guy, she's like... Where are all the dudes? Or and then she just she pushes says. a ton of cash at him. He's like, well, they all hang out at this one club. I'm like, what? what? Seventh Vale. Anyway, <laughs> I used to live a block, oh. a, a block away from that hotel when Chrissy first oh met me. Oh, my God. It's true. <laughs> <sighs> Did you used to go to where all the dudes hung out? 
Hell yeah, man. I was waiting for, he my, was I was waiting for my sexy Terminator alien <laughs> chick to show up. Well, you, you were trying to guess where they were. Like, <laughs> you were like, I think it's the key club. Chrissy, is it the key club? I'm it's, like, hell, it's, I don't know. It's the Pantages. Know. It's, oh, that was the Pantages? Yeah, they redid it. I really should have known like that because like I know the swinging from I know the, the theatra. All right, I guess I guess I think t- this I, is just go ahead. I, I just wanted to say I th- I think this is because you said you saw this when you were fifteen, so basically when it first came out, because I know you were born the same year I was. Yeah. So, you know, it's I I understand that because I think if I had seen this, especially when I was fifteen, I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> Even though the whole alien thing would have been like super weird, and I would have been like, what titty snakes? What? But. I, I, it's it's one of those movies I feel like is very much a product of its time in that it doesn't age well and that it doesn't air well to a modern audience. Like since I just watched this for the first time, yeah, I just don't feel like the effects are just too hokey. Like they're just not convincing enough. Like in the '90s, it was like this is fine, whatever. It's it's just too much. I think too '90s for me to enjoy removed from the 90s now <laughs> i agree and there's some 90s movies that i think age really really well and gracefully this is just not one of them i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if justin tells us later when he looks at the reviews and the ratings if it actually was well liked back then and it's funny because we've made a lot of fun of the scooby-doo crew and how inane they were and yeah i mean there's lots to make fun of and unpack there but throughout the movie do you know what i kept thinking i was like this is like precursor to ally mcbeal but like without aliens and Ally McBeal, like this is what happened after this movie. Wait a minute, with, I didn't watch Ally McBeal. Maybe I should have watched Ally McBeal. <laughs> Just like dancing baby. <laughs> the ragtag nature of these people who work together and. What do you think of these titty snakes, baby? <laughs> That's what I said. My name's Ally McBeal. <laughs> Outside. Sex alien terminator. <laughs> Not the alien. That's part. what Harrison Ford fell in love with. <laughs> now it all makes sense. He's high. He's like, yeah, <laughs> sex alien terminator titty snakes. I'm Harrison Ford. Oh my god. Uh, no, did I say so? Forty four percent on on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Lower than I thought. Five point eight on IMDb. Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm pretty much with you guys. I'm just like watching this. I was like, no wonder I liked this when I was 15. Like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was never bored watching it. Like I said, it was the the the, the craziness of the Scooby Doo gang and and just sexy Terminator lady just going around and murdering dudes and copulating with them. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm I'm the guy when I was a kid that had the the Skinamax that like you had to like see through like the, <laughs> the horizontal bars. bars and lines and you're like <laughs> oh man I just saw the side of a bare breast <laughs> you know this is great <laughs> so when this movie came out I'm like all right combining that with uh you know Terminator 2 or Alien whatever thing go all right taglines guys tell me tell me what you think of these taglines for for species shoot if you build it they will come. <laughs> Isn't that Field of Dreams? Yes. Okay. What are you doing, species? There, there's some innuendo there. Uh, for three million <laughs> years, the human race has been at the top of the evolutionary ladder. Nothing lasts forever. Men cannot resist her. Mankind may not survive her. That's better. That's not bad. A little bit better. Uh, two decades ago, scientists sent a message to space. This is the reply. No, because that Which, makes me think like Independence Day. <laughs> they also say our time is, like, our time is up. That's Independence Day, right? Yeah. The whole conceit of this movie, and, and and when I'm watching it, like 
reading the log line, like you said, it's, oh, it's an alien. I'm like, there's going to be some weird alien that's going to come to Earth and like shapeshift. I was like really kind of mystified by the out of the box. Like, of course, it was the 90s, so it makes sense that it was like a DNA plot. But like you, you hear like a, you hear DNA from space and then make the creature in the what? <laughs> what? Good idea, guys. Get right on that. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, no, 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 all the no. Um, be intrigued, be seduced, be warned. Ooh, all right. That one, right, that's a fair. I'm scared. One. Uh, so like I said, there have been several sequels. I think I've only seen the second one, but imagine, imagine Species Two. The basic plot is uh, some guys go up into space. I think they're like astronauts. You saw the Fantastic <laughs> Four, the most recent, the really bad one. Remember that one, uh, Nick? What really bad one? They're all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 worst one. <laughs> The the what's a, whatever his name is anyway Doctor Doom in in that one he comes back and he's like a scary Terminator so imagine that because in in Species Two like an astronaut guy goes to space gets mixed up with like some kind of like alien comes back to Earth and like he just wants to fuck and so in Species Two they're like oh by the way we made another uh, seal or whatever she's here but she's docile and nice let's send him her after him and so like the whole movie species two is like these two like alien terminator things they just want to fuck each other and everybody <laughs> wants to stop them and you know send the army like you know how like in this movie like the army would show up all of a sudden you're like oh shit they got real firepower and then like it would cut to them just like hanging out some fucking airport bar talking about <laughs> you know high school you're and like dancing wait a minute she's still out there she she really wants to fuck you you guys got to stop this. Like, really, that really was the biggest problem with this movie is just scene after scene after scene after scene of the Scooby Doo gang doing <laughs> nothing. You would think that Forrest Whitaker's character would be like, guys, we should be doing more. <laughs> we no. should go faster. This movie was not long enough for them to do nothing for as long as they did. <laughs> Seinfeld was very popular in the nineties. You guys. The whole doing nothing thing, I think, cribbed off of that. Uh, Nick, I, 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 I saw you talking on Facebook about how uh, when she shows up at her motel and turns on the TV, she's got all these different channels. <laughs> and it says... No, so, yeah, she's... It says, it says oh. in the trivia, she says, she flips through different channels and they all show various things she will do later in the movie, like having sex, changing her hair color, showing off her body, etc. <laughs> so so here's, here's the thing. Here, here it is, all right? This is the mid nineties and this is a motel TV with a little dial on it. Okay. Who ever stumbled upon the porn <laughs> channel back in the nineties with a dial TV and it wasn't scrambled and you could just barely sort of make out a titty if you looked really hard. So Nick, I'm with you, but <laughs> knowing where this hotel slash motel is, I'm thinking they probably also rent by the hour. So maybe that's by design. No wonder winners lived there. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. That is exact that is exactly what that motel is used for, by the way. She's yeah. not even <laughs> Yeah. I'm not even being funny. So maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I was just like, no. Like, oh. No. <laughs> oh, Chrissy, sweet Nick. I, when we first started dating, Chrissy would like talk to me and she's like, So what do you do today? I was like, Well, talk to a prostitute outside my apartment building. <laughs> and, and so wait, wasn't it the seventh veil also right next yeah. to Yeah. So not only <laughs> oh, was no. the the you know, prostitute motel right on the block, but right past that there was this 
Is it even there yet? There, there was this uh, strip club yeah. called the Seventh Veil, which is notorious and uh, Guns N' Roses songs. I think they've mentioned it. Poison have mentioned it. It's like the the one you go to with like <laughs> all your '80s band friends. But uh, my come to the jungle. We've got Seventh Veil. <laughs> my man, my we got titty snakes. <laughs> Dude, if if they had tea, the, you know what? That makes more sense because my apartment manager was the 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 doorman, and so I'd go down and talk to him. He's like, "Justin, you really need to come in here one night." I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm cool. I'm I'm cool out here." Uh, but he's like, "But we've got we've got everything. We've got we've got skinny girls. We got fat girls. We got hairy girls. We got titty snakes girls. We got everything. Come on in." I'm like, "Nah, man, it's cool. You know, it's cool." Yeah, I'm glad you didn't go. <laughs> glad you didn't go. Um. Oh my gosh! What I'm reading another trivia for the scene in which Sill is born from the cocoon. The train set was built upside down, and Natasha Hinstridge, totally naked and covered in KY jelly lubricant, was pushed through the cocoon, and the shot was flipped upside down af- afterwards to achieve the effect of her falling out. So she's naked, covered in lube, falling out of this cocoon. <laughs> she Poor went. Natasha. She really went through this, man. Yeah, she really poor, did. Poor Natasha Hinstridge. For many re- different reasons. Poor Natasha Hinstridge. Poor Natasha Hinstridge. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> what, what will be your final grade for, for species, Chrissy? Oh, God. Uh, C minus. Nicholas? Yeah, I'm going to do a solid D. I'm going to give it a C plus, guys. Ooh, look at you. I'm not saying it's great, but like I said, I was never bored. If If sexy alien Terminator chicks are your thing... If you want to see, wait, 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 wait. if you want to see a lot of actors be really embarrassed by talking to each other in hotel bars or you know on their phones or to computer screens, this is it. So I'm with you on everything except for the fact that you said you were never bored. So you were not bored when they were in the car talking about life in Simi Valley. That wasn't boring. Hell no, because I'm like I know that place. <laughs> I've been there. How's my inner Chrissy came out? Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, so C plus for me for species. All right, so we watched that movie first of the double feature, and I saved the second movie because I had never seen it. So we went into this second movie, neither Chrissy nor I nor Nicholas had ever seen it until this week. Let's talk about it. There's a lot to unpack uh, with the 1996 classic crash in a society driven to extremes two people met by accident were you badly hurt i think we saw each other at the hospital you haven't told me where we're going i haven't James Ballard has been seduced into a secret world. The car crash is a liberation of sexual energy. Where the only way to connect is to crash. It's the future, Ballard. It's something we are all intimately involved in. Why are the police taking this so seriously? They have no idea who we really are. Now, they'll do anything. Describe it to me. Feed their obsession. Is there something here that interests you? This interests me. 
From the provocative bestseller by J.G. Ballard comes a film directed by David Cronenberg. James Spader, Holly Hunter, Elias Coteus, Deborah Cara Unger, and Rosanna Arquette. Crash. You coming? All right. Here's the log line for this one, guys. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> I've already started. Buckle up. Or don't buckle up. Need to go pour some wine. Uh, after getting into a serious car accident, a TV director discovers an underground subculture of scarred, omnisexual car crash victims who use car accidents and the raw sexual energy they produce to try to rejuvenate his sex life with his wife. Wow. Okay. Directed by David Cronenberg, of course. Uh, written by Cronenberg from a novel by J.G. Ballard, of course. This movie, again, we're we're talking about this was a a movie with big stars: James Spader, Holly Hunter, Deborah Kara Unger, uh, <laughs> Elias Codius, Rosanna Arquette. Crash. We're talking about the 1996 one, not the mid. Early 2004 one. Chrissy. Not the one that beat Brokeback Mountain, guys. Calm down. Not that one. Okay. L- let's <laughs> let's start off with the with opening just overall view of this movie, and then we'll get into all the nitty gritty. Chrissy, what did you think of Crash? You guys. You guys. Uh, I can't do it justice. Um, I will say it makes the 2004 crash look like it was really worthy of that Oscar and is the one true <laughs> crash. Um, guys, this when if I said the species was crazy sauce, this is like crazy sauce that sat out and then drove itself off of a cliff and then splattered all over the ground and then somebody walked by and said, ooh, sexy, I think I'm going to fuck this. That's what this movie is. In not so many words. That's how Chrissy met me. (laughs) I knew that sounded too good to just be something she was randomly coming up with. I was like, no, this has to be going somewhere. Holy Jesus. We should have started this whole thing off by saying that we're we're, we're laying on our bed here talking to Nick about species. Oh, God. That's accurate. Strap in, put on your seatbelts. How does a nice girl like Holly Hunter get caught up in a movie like this? So did you did you like it, Chrissy? This is your opening statement. Where where do you fall? Are you perplexed? What what feelings are you feeling about it now? I feel shame. (laughs) I feel a lot of shame. Like for a for watching it. B and I've said this before on this podcast. I movies tend to either completely be wiped from my memory five seconds after I've seen them, which is a lot of them. And and or stick with me forever. This is a stick Others with me will forever. Haunt you. Yes, this haunt haunted my <laughs> dreams last night. I can't even tell you how many times I dreamed about it because I know because I woke up and I'd be like, oh shit, we're dreaming about that movie again. And then I went back to sleep. I've been making car she jokes. Climbed all day. over and Justin was like, God again, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So we, we kind of know how, how Chrissy feels. So much feels. more I have to say. N- Nick, again, it, you had never seen this before this week. What, what did you think of Crash? See, I knew that we were in trouble when, not 15 seconds into the movie, a lady is rubbing her breast yes. on a plane. 
I just audibly said, I was sitting and watching it, I just audibly said, what the fuck? That is what I said. <laughs> that is literally the entire movie, in a nutshell. Girl rubbing her titty on a plane. What the fuck? Well, you're, 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 t- you're not even talking about the second part. She rubs her titty on the plane, and then this some guy, then some guy comes and licks her butt from behind. <laughs> it's a- right. <laughs> Uh, like and th- and and so but so this is like a frog in the water sort of movie where it's like they turn up the heat and not in a good way where it, you know things are not quite right when you see the bubbles in the water and, and you see that when after the car crash she's basically jacking him off telling him about the totaled car she's like and then it got pushed see, now up you're into, into the all my favorite cage. scenes Chrissy I was just asking wait. for your overall view no of the movie. but wait but wait but then I'm, all of his but, but this, what I'm saying I'm, I'm saying zoom out this is indicative of the entire movie like it ratchets up the crazy so by the time it gets to the pinnacle of crazy you're like nope it can't get any crazier this is the craziest motherfucking movie I've ever seen okay so you know what <laughs> kudos to David Cronenberg because Chrissy's exactly correct Every time you think this movie's not going to outcrazy itself, yes. it outcrazies itself. <laughs> so true. Uh, okay, guys. So, str- so straight up, like uh, this doesn't often happen where we're talking about a movie that I've never seen before. But I got to get a lot of things <laughs> off my chest about this movie. Number one, <laughs> this movie is better than the other Crash. I'm going to say it right what? now. I would definitely watch this movie <laughs> over that fucking racist ass piece of bullshit that fucking Paul Haggis. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. I know you hate it. Number two, I'm fucking mesmerized by this movie, guys. <laughs> like I, you could ask Chrissy. I was laughing through yes, the whole thing. Was. If I wasn't laughing, I was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening?" And if anybody knows me, if 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 you like entertain me like that, you have my heart. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it was a true. movie that elicited that kind of engagement. I will say that it really was. Because <laughs> here's the thing, like I. If you're gonna like step up the plate and like not be content with like a single or like you know a double, but just really like go for the grand slam, <laughs> even if you if you are gonna even if you put it into it, fifth gear, even if you whiff and it, floor the gas, <laughs> <laughs> like it, off it, a cliff. Like if you're if you're gonna put it on cruise control and like <laughs> go some like loop de loops or like you know some Fast and the Furious type shit. I like I'm on board. I, I feel like this movie, like Cronenberg knew exactly what he was doing when this made the movie. He I could just see him like, I'm really gonna piss some people off with this movie. Like I'm really just gonna lay it all out there. Uh, you know, it's gonna build and build. Like, even when you think it's like, okay, it can't get any more fucked up. Like Chrissy and I during this movie, Nick, we're like how can this end? Like how? Yeah. Can, like how could this movie end? And gotta, so we're just like to, guessing, like all the possible ways it could end, and I, like it still surprises in the end with how it ended. I got up to leave at one point, and I go, "Wait, how much time do we have left in the movie?" I'm shouting Justin down the hall, and he's like, "Uh, it says 18 minutes." And I was like, "18 minutes? There's no way they're going to wrap this up in 18 minutes." <laughs> Uh, so so species i was like these people are so embarrassed to be in this movie and then in this movie i'm like oh my god like these people are how are all these people in this movie did they read the script was it like a blind casting i don't know oh man um yeah like i don't even know where to start like 
I mentioned I have a, a top five weirdest sex scenes list. Of course you do. Oh my god! Because I just got... there's only five. <laughs> we could have drafted. There's at least this. fifteen to choose from. Yes, I know. I will. Oh. I will say this. I think this movie is definitely worth watching. Like, as, I would agree. As long as yes, you're okay with too. explicit sex shit, like you're yeah. not going to be like totally turned off and be like, "Fuck this movie." If you like crazy, like <laughs> dark, you kind of have to weird shit. No matter what we say about it. Yeah. You kind of have to see it to believe it. I agree. Like the, they really go there, like in so it's many really ways. If someone had told me about this movie, I would have been like, "No, no, I can't be. No, no, no." no. Right. <laughs> because the logline, just the the logline that I said earlier, you're just like, "What?" Yeah. And then you watch it, and you're like, "It's much worse." <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Just, oh man. Okay. So, <sighs> and 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 what's crazy is. This movie has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.4 on IMDb. Like, it was ranked number eight on uh, Martin Scorsese's list of the best films of the 90s. Shut up. Yeah, like, this is like a well-regarded movie. It got, I saw that it had 3.5 out of the four available stars on Roger Ebert's website from when Ebert did a review of this. And I'm like, you I mean, what? So let, 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 let's hear what... So, Ebert, 3.5 out of 4 stars. This is this is a blurb from his review. It says, Crash is about characters entranced by a sexual fetish that, in fact, no one has. Cronenberg has made a movie that is pornographic in form, but not in result. Crash is like a porno movie made by a computer. It downloads gigabytes of information about sex. It discovers our love affair with cars, and it combines them in a mistaken algorithm. The result <laughs> is challenging, courageous, and original, a dissection of the mechanics of pornography. I admired it, although I cannot say I, quote, liked it. And I'm like, okay, I kind of get what he's saying. If I was never bored with with species, I was definitely never bored yes. with this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie was never boring. <laughs> no, never. never. Um, and, and what's crazy is like it. It kind of feels like you're watching someone else's nightmare because yes, everybody in this movie is like almost like in a trance. Yeah, you know the way they speak, the things they are doing, like. The, the two main characters in this movie, you would think that they live next to a highway just so they could sit on their balcony and look, <laughs> look at the highway the all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. What, what, you, what, else, what else jumped out about this movie? Chrissy, were you like, like, turned, like turned on? You know what this movie reminded me of? The Fifty Shades movies. Uh, What? <laughs> You remember watching the Fifty Shades movies, the sex scenes, and you're like, we talked about this. You're like, I think I should be turned on by this. Yes. I'm definitely not turned on by this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like negatively turned on by this. <laughs> like, like, turtle in, like, turtle Things head inside its shell. Imploding, yeah. Unturned on by this. <laughs> and there's so many of those sex scenes, you're just like, nope, still not turned on by this, but I'm watching. Like, uh, yeah, I, it's like you could bored. not look away. You really couldn't. I had so many questions. Every time there was a new scene, I'm like, I mean, beyond the logistical crap that I'm always asking myself things like, how did they get there? Where are they going? Who is that person? But bigger questions like, who the hell is this kid in the hospital who is like talking at James Spader's face an inch from it? And now he's doing a show where he's apparently James Dean. And I, where did they even find him? And now he's apparently their best friend and like also a cult leader in a way. 
and holy shit, there's a gay sex scene, and then he gets a tattoo and dies. I was kind of freaked out that <laughs> that the 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 main weirdo is played by Casey Jones from the turn. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> like, oh, oh no, Casey Jones. Uh, <laughs> what did you what did you make uh, your wife watch this with you, Nick? Oh, were no. you were you like uh, no pants off no. pants off at the computer? Watch it. one hundred percent. We both we both uh, are talk about the turtle head going back into its shell. Jesus, we 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 all watched the uncut version, by the way, which is which is like ten minutes longer than just like the the regular version. So we we really went all in on, on Crash. You didn't even tell me that. Well, I you know I wanted it to be a surprise, Chrissy. I don't know. I, I just like so this movie so. I kind of, in a weird way, in in like a really weird way, I sort of appreciate what Cronenberg was trying to do, but I'll and, and this may be something where I feel like the R-rated cut of this movie might be better because the movie doesn't just check down to let's have some hardcore sex every four and a half seconds, <laughs> or the scenes are over quickly enough like there are legitimately like it's kind of like Chrissy said what's going on how did this character get there why is this character doing this whatever there are scenes in this movie where literally the only point and purpose of it like uh James Spader and Rosanna Arquette's characters go to look at a car and the only reason they go to look at a car is so they can bang in the car basically like <laughs> okay all right so that's the kind of scenes that are in this movie so let, let's talk about. Is that on your list? Let's talk it's about my. Be. Let's He's talk about my papers. list. So top five weirdest <laughs> sex scenes in this list. I'll, I'll go backwards because we are, already talked about uh, my co number fives were, were boob on the plane looking <laughs> the butt scene, <laughs> which is the first fifteen seconds. <laughs> is that what you with, wrote? Poor, with poor Deborah Kara Unger, who has to be the MVP of this movie because Holy she just moly. gets put through the ringer literally at some point. Uh, so boob on the plane licking the butt scene. She's also the one that gives. James Spader character, the the hand J in the hospital after yep. he's he's fucked up his leg. So that's number five. Number four is a, a scene that I don't even think is in the regular cut, but it's definitely in this uncut version because I call it the dirty talk about uh, Elias Codius scene where... That's your number four? <laughs> How is that not number one? So that's the scene, Nick, where it's Spader and Unger, they're like in bed oh, yeah. and, she's, and he's behind her and she's like... Talking dirty, like, do you want to taste his semen? You want to suck his penis? You want to you want to stick his penis in his anus? And Chrissy and I were laughing through the whole thing. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh my god! (laughs) Like, do you think his entire car smells like semen? I bet it does. I finally figured it out. I figured it out, guys. This movie is like a car crash. It's horrifying, (laughs) but you can't look away. <laughs> uh, so that's number four. That that is very crazy. Uh, number number four. number three is actually the end of the movie, um, which like we, we were trying to figure out how it would end. And then there's another car crash in the <laughs> at the end of the movie, and then people just start having sex again, and pretty much the camera just fades out from people having sex. And just like, <laughs> all right, well there we go. <laughs> I tried to imagine Cronenberg like directing that scene because they were sliding down the hill very clearly, like because it was on an incline and the car was there upside down, and he's like, 
all right, humper more, humper more. And, and then they just they, like, you could tell that they were just like not comfortable and they kept sliding down the hill the whole time. <laughs> oh God. Um, what's number two? Oh, two is the car wash scene, which might be one of my favorite <laughs> car wash scenes in all of film. Oh my God. The car wash. Ever scene. been in one of those car washes where you you drive through it? Yes. But you you know in the middle of it, instead of being like, "Hey man, maybe I should watch and make sure you know things don't get hit off my car." That's what I think of. I'm like, "Oh, right. th- these giant rubber things are gonna hurt my car." What if you were like, "Hey, maybe I should have some gratuitous sex," uh, so- or have my <laughs> wife have some gratuitous sex with this relative stranger while I stare from the front seat in. In the mirror. That scene. So at first I was like, this is hilarious because they're about to do it in a car wash. I'm on board. What's going to happen? But then, but then, wait, wait, wait. But then, like, once it started, like, getting going, I was, I don't know about you, Nick. Maybe you felt this way too. I was deeply uncomfortable. I was watching this, like, oh, oh, no. It went to this really, like, pseudo rapey place. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. And like, I was not like, there was a point in time when I would just like, and I mean, this is a good deal into the movie. This is like two thirds of the way through the movie at this point. So you've already seen some shit, but (laughs) like this, like all the other sex scenes in the movie, like they really felt like they were kind of, I I don't know, like they, they, they were whatever ridiculous, Uh, whatever, uh, spontaneous, whatever, but they didn't have like, this was really icky. Yes. And like. The scene, you know what the even creepier scene I thought was? Was the scene that immediately follows the car wash scene. Because, like, she's naked, Car- naked in Car- bed. Unger- yeah. just naked in bed, and he's just sitting there, and she's got all these scars and bruises and everything all over. And then he just starts making out with her. Like, yep. now we're going to do it. Like, I'm just like, like, she's... She needs to go somewhere because she's been through some shit. Like, <laughs> yes. that was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like... No. Well, that's the thing. No, no. that's the thing yeah. about this movie is there's so there's all this like sexually explicit stuff, and then if you think about like this car wash scene, which by the way, the car wash scene ends with like some kind of whatever that was on her hand. Like I thought Chrissy was gonna leave the room where she gets all that <laughs> stuff on her hand, and we're like, is yeah, that, is that sweat? Is that pee? Is that jizz? We're like really like we're Scooby Doo ganging it. We're like trying you to figure out what. Slobber? I think it's slobber. Is I it think slobber? it was slobber. Anyway, you would think that after these really sexually explicit scenes, that it would go to like, okay, like a field of like daisies, daisies or something. <laughs> like, let's really like put the like take the our, our foot off the gas. But often it would just go to another sexually explicit scene, like yes. straight into another one. You're just like, what? whoa, all like the time, like chafing, like like this is crazy. God. That's my biggest problem with this movie is because like the the plot is really really threadbare and it really doesn't even have any kind of resolution whatsoever. <laughs> it's just which is great it, because it really that, that really lines up with the actual <laughs> literal thematics of everybody just wants to come and these these people just they can't figure out how to do it, you know? And so they're just like literally crashing into each other, vagina and penis. Until they can't come, and then they just go to the next person. There's guy on girl, girl on girl, guy on guy. Like, it's crazy. Chrissy was like, is this a porn? Like, for the first 30% <laughs> of this movie, she's like, this is like just like a straight-up porn, right? Yeah, we're watching porn. <laughs> like, that's what we're reviewing now? 
Uh, well, you know what? Like you have the first two scenes, right? And then like the movie actually plots a little bit. And then you get to the scene where the first car accident happens. James Spader's character is in the car accident. And then he sees Holly Hunter in the other car. And then she like goes to take her seatbelt off and just whips out a titty. I'm like, what's happening right now? That's That's early in the movie before this movie has even established itself. She saw a plane. She probably saw a plane. She's like, I got to put this on this plane. (laughs) <laughs> to the other plane, to the other plane. Okay, so I haven't even got to my number one. The the weird. Oh my god. The oh my god. the what weirdest sex scene in this movie, and it was so weird that Chrissy was totally confused about what was going on. So the whole scene, I was like, "No, Chrissy, this is what hap- is oh. happening." And Chrissy's like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> and so that's when I took a picture of her with like her head in her hands and put it on Instagram because I'm talking about the scene which you already mentioned, Nick, between James Spader character. Spader's character and Rosanna Arquette's character, who's like in like this weird like back brace and like leg braces. With a boob cut out. With her boob, like one of her boobs out. Anyway. Reindeer boob. She <laughs> she also her character also has this weird vagina like scar on the back of her like thigh. And they have sex in this car. And he basically turns her leg scar into like a vag- um, like a second vagina and starts fucking that. And I'm like, Chrissy. He's fucking her leg vagina, and she's like, "No!" Like she just, she just wouldn't even let those words enter her ear. Like she didn't comprehend those. And I'm like, "No, that's what's happening." And I'm like, it's, "This is this oh. is seriously gonna make me want to take a hot shower right now." Like I feel like that, and that came after another sexually explicit. I felt like it was like sexually explicit, like Tetris that we were playing, and like. All the blocks are just coming too fast, and too, and they're just like all like I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like tag out Chrissy and, and, and no more lines, no more lines. Go smoke a cigarette or something. But the funny thing about it is too is it's another one of those things we talked about this when we talked about species, but this is another very very '90s movie. So, in spite of the fact that this film is so much about sex, no rope. You don't get to see anybody hanging rope whatsoever the movie it's all just naked girls all the time which like i mean maybe it's my 2019 sensibilities now watching the movie but i'm like you know for a movie that is this balls to the wall with its sexual content and like going this crazy with like the full front like just straight up full frontal like you couldn't even see like a half shaft or something (laughs) like come on like that that to me like there were certain things about the movie like i was trying really trying to buy what cronenberg was going for but there were certain things like that that just kind of took me out of it it's like if you want to make these comments about sex and sexuality and you know how these people are just going for the most raw animalistic thing that they can and they've got to do whatever they can to 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 get their thrills or whatever it's like (laughs) it's not like i just want to watch movies and just see a whole bunch of dongs or anything but (laughs) But if you do, there's nothing wrong with that. that I feel like just <laughs> that's a pull quote. Make, it's not like I want to watch a movie and see a bunch of dogs or anything. <laughs> like, and and then like th- there there is a point, and I feel like it starts with the rapey scene at the car wash, mm-hmm. where the sex of this movie goes from like, okay, fine, I get it, and you're laughing at it, and you're just like, what's going on? But whatever, where it just starts to get like yes. darkly uncomfortable. Yeah, where it's like. I'm not even enjoying this ironically anymore. I'm just not having a good time. And I think that happens in like the last third of the movie where it's like, 
what is happening? And then when they get the tattoos and then they're like licking the tattoos, oh, like right gross. after they got the tattoos and shit, I'm just like, what the fuck is yes. going on? Oh my God, Nick, you hit the nail on the head. That is exactly how I felt. The first of the movie was, so what nasty. the fuck is happening? This is really weird, but all right. Ha 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 on board. The whole middle part, second quarter, I guess we'll say, I was like, what? This is unreal. I'm like laughing, crying. And the last crazy yes, car crash cult. Correct. Like, okay. In the last third of the movie, I was mortified, like deeply yeah. uncomfortable. I I was like, oh, this is I can't. I I'm looking. The at last Justin, third like, of it gets mm. so just like I feel like it almost like if the first if the last third, excuse me, would have been like the first two thirds. I feel like it would have probably been at least sort of a pass. Like I'm not comfortable watching the movie and I'm not really a fan of it, but like Ebert said, I understand and appreciate what Cronenberg was trying to do, but that last third of the movie just gets way too fucked up, even for me. And I watched some fucked up shit. Well, well, you know, you knew it was, it had to go there. Like when you see this car crash Colt, you're like, how are some of these people alive? Like uh, Elias, uh, Elias Codius, character tattoo sucking that's how he's got fucking (laughs) he's got fucking like scars on his face like if if we actually saw his penis he'd probably have like freddy krueger penis or something because he's been in so many car crashes and like almost died See, and that was the thing too chrissy that was when that scene in the in the car wash started to turn for me was she's like sucking on his like scars on his chest oh yes Oh. oh yes i mean oh no i think the the, yeah. the one scene that stuck out to me where i was like okay this might have taken a turn was the the car crash cult are like hanging out in their living room say. watching these uh like safety car crash They're videos watching, from, like, like sweden and like red masturbating each other oh, i yes. was like okay. <laughs> i was like i was like i thought of you nick i was like somewhere Somewhere out there, <laughs> Nick is Nick is watching the same movie at the same time. Out where <laughs> dreams oh, yeah. come true. I didn't like the score to this movie at all. <laughs> like, it wait did, a second, it made it way more awkward. Like, just go back and listen to the score of this movie. Howard Shore have, isn't Howard Shore did this? the Lord of the Rings movie? So wait a minute, he did like the car crash jacking off people, and then he's like, you know what? We also oh my great. god, I want to. I want to watch back through this, but listening to the Lord of the Rings scores. <laughs> Go for it. I won't. I won't. Frodo and Sam in this movie. Like, oh my god! Best friend, like, best friends forever. <laughs> it just it gets to this just dark and really just sickening, disturbing, disturbing. place. Like yeah, fucking the leg vagina and Ugh. like things like that that were just like. I was just like, no, like at that point I was, I was like, nope, I'm done with this. I like, I cannot, like, I was like, there's nothing this movie can do to redeem itself and even get me back as a viewer. And then the way the movie, like, so Vaughn, that's Elias Codius's character, all of a sudden, like after he and James Spader have their gay sex scene, hmm. licking tattoos and everything. Like he all of a sudden like out turns into a villain and is like yes. trying to run them off the road or something or like trying to like I don't even know what's going on in that scene like is he trying to kill him or whatever's He's happening jealous. or whatever and then he got he got what he wanted and he turns into a jealous <gasps> is that what jealous it is? ex I yeah. thought maybe he was like trying to sacrifice himself for their happiness like feel alive get I in a car no accident I have no idea 
I was baffled by that. And then, th- so he he gets into the car accident, and then his car gets impounded, and you see the car, and then Holly Hunter and Rosanna Arquette make out in the car. Yeah. And the, the, the whole car is, like, completely trashed. And then in the next scene, James Spader is driving the car and ramming it into his wife, who's driving another car. And that's the end of the movie. I'm like, what? I'm like, how did he even get the car back? Like, what is fucking happening oh, no. right now? Wait, Nick, you forgot the worst part or, or best part, maybe. So then she, he like basically like makes his wife go over the guardrail. So she falls down a cliff and on her Miata is pinned under the Miata. He checks on her. Is like, are you okay? And for a second, I'm like, oh, maybe he's serious. And had like had this breakthrough of like, oh shit, we took this too far. Like, are you okay? And then when she's like, I think so. He goes, Next time, baby. Zip. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then it makes time. my number three of my top five weirdest <laughs> sex scenes. But oh. I'm so confused. Like, next time what? Like, next time we hope that you're more injured because that's sexier? Because she was like, it was right after he said, are you okay? And she's like, himself. I think so. They, they get off by, like, it's like getting as close to death as possible, but surviving. So they're going to be big, like in the early or mid two thousands. They're going to be big into the autoerotic asphyxiation scene. Oh yeah, like, booyah! I want to see the sequel to this, and they're, they're older and like grayer, but they're and still like they're going to be on the a part of the whoa. opioid crisis they're because still, like, they're going to be on Norco like, the all the time. And the furious movies, like but in the James Spader delivers all of his dialogue like James Spader nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, like uh, God, the film would feel so existential in that regard. I was already creeped out by him, and then watch this movie. I'm like, okay, he just got three hundred percent more creepier. Um, speaking speaking of creepy, t- check out these taglines, guys. <laughs> life is a hot hi- life is a highway. Isn't that a song? <laughs> yes, from a kids' movie. Life is a highway. Cars. Oh, car- oh my God! Imagine they would love cars. <laughs> Well, see, it's perfect because the next line is, I want to ride it all night long, I think. And that's watching the cars. Double entendre, I f- baby. I want to fuck Lightning Queen. Just look at that Lightning Queen. Oh, God. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, oh, man. Imagine Elias Codius's character watching cars. <laughs> so I'm saying cars or any of the fast Just close the your eyes movies. right now and imagine that. Like, I- he watches the cars, like the animated cars crashing. I, <sighs> I told Justin what, what we deserve as a society is this movie with Christine, like, as one movie, <laughs> where the car's on fire and, like, murdering people, but people are also having sex in it. I mean, I would... And then I, you got Elias Cody is trying to fuck the car. Like, <laughs> I'd be down for a musical, like, a crash musical. I'm not even lying, guys. Oh, we I know. Can, you know we're not lying. I wanted to know some of their most innermost thoughts. Like, the this movie is, like, 97 minutes, but I, I would guess the script is probably, like... 50 pages long at most there's a good oh portion gosh. of this movie there's no talking just just straight up fucking guys straight up fucking uh interesting trivia Cronen- straight up fucking and tattoo sucking <laughs> <laughs> leg vagina caressing um cronenberg no titty snakes though no titty snakes in this movie cronenberg claimed that the entire film was shot within a half hour from his house in toronto canada isn't that very you know, lucky of him. Sure. He wanted to get that footage home as quick as possible to review it. <laughs> Michael Hutchins uh, from NXS fame was offered the role of Vaughn, uh, according to IMDb, which is crazy because when did this movie come out? 96? And he hung himself in 97? 
That's not. Oh, that's, that's not, sad. That's very sad. Was it because he turned this world down, down and then he saw he the saw movie? this and he's like, damn, <laughs> damn. I could have been all up on some vaginas. And <laughs> even leg vaginas. leg vaginas. Oh my God, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine directing that scene. So James, listen, you're going to hump her, but not here. Why did you not think that was happening? Here. Why did you not believe me? The angle. I, I, I walked away and then I walked back and then I said, no, a lot of weird, A lot of weird right. thrusting angles in this yes. movie. So yes. there, there really were. <laughs> like Holly Hunter, she would just like come out of nowhere and just like... She committed, man. She was really committed. I was very, very confused. Her pantsuits that Chrissy really appreciated in this movie. I was like, she never changes out of that deep (laughs) V-cut blazer skirt pantsuit thing. It's like maroon colored, yeah. Yes. Uh, They needed, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, from the first movie in this uh, movie, the, the empath. Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker. There you go. He could be like touching all the cars. He's like... Someone fucked in this recently. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> She's here. It'd be like Forrest. We could tell that from the spooge in the back seat. <laughs> He's like touching the leg vagina. Like it's warm. Yes. There's all the jizz all over the back of the seat from where she grabbed it in the car wash. <laughs> was it jizz? Is that what it was? It had to be jizz, I right? It was. I la- ladies and gentlemen, if you're ju- if you're listening to this at this point and you think for any reason. That there's no way this movie is the way we're describing it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, oh, like no. I said, all of this 100% happened in this movie. I don't think I'd watch it again, but I'm glad I watched it one time. <laughs> so now, if anyone's it's, by the water cooler, it is a at work, viewing experience. <laughs> the most controversial film you will ever see, according to one of the taglines. That's not wrong. Uh, yeah. So budget on this nine million, grossed two million at the box office. But apparently, Martin Scorsese, he likes it. It was voted the number one movie in '96 by. You're good at French, Chrissy. Uh, had that book. Had that book in college. Uh, Le (laughs) Cahier. Never mind. Du cinema. I got du cinema, but I don't know what that C word is. Nick, Nick, what would be your final grade from for Crash? Whoa. God in heaven. I don't. I'm going to. Ah, I'm going to go. I'm going to C, guys. I'm going to put myself out there first. <laughs> I'm going to go above species because I, you know what? For it, I was never bored during this movie. And if you can hold my attention, even if I'm horrified at what I'm seeing. It's at least a better movie than Species, so I'm going to give it like a C minus. Well, because you also got to think like, if you have to watch a movie about people that are really horny about car crashes, I guess this is the best possible version of that movie out there. So, Chrissy, what would be your final grade? I agree with with what Nick said about how it hey if it keeps me awake and keeps me going. What the Hell Chrissy didn't fall asleep. On. There we oh, go. There's no, there was no chance. I was she couldn't fall asleep because her eyes were probably <laughs> shooting out of her head. Like what? <laughs> I know. Right? All the all the blood was traveling to your nether regions, Chrissy. Chrissy was getting very. No, she wasn't. No, but you know what? I was I was so busy being caught up in the what the hell landscape that my nether regions were not. <laughs> Really See, next time you guys are in the car, though, you're going to get worried that she's going to reach over and like grab the wheel and maybe <laughs> just all of a sudden we got to see what score, this is like. The score for Crash comes on over our, our, <laughs> our speakers next, and I, I look at her and just like, and, then I, and I go, take me to the airport. 
Take me to the airport. There's a black Lincoln convertible. <laughs> they in the spend rear a view. lot of time at this <laughs> airport like garage or something. Yes. I'm like, this is a really big. Go thing to the in car wash. It's 24 hours at the airport. <laughs> that was the, also that was the <laughs> longest car wash I've ever seen. It was like a mile long car wash. So <laughs> logic just goes out the window again for this movie. So, so I would give it a C. Oh, this is the same as me. <laughs> yeah. We pretty much all like this movie, guys. <laughs> Who would have known? It's. I think I agree again with that Ebert quote. Like, I think you have to experience the movie, even if you don't end up. Like, I don't necessarily think I liked the movie. I wouldn't watch it again for sure. But it's like you said, winners. I'm. I'm glad I did. Like this was at least like like species is super forgettable, except for titty snakes. Agreed. But this like this movie will like mostly haunt but like i'll remember this movie <laughs> for a very long time <laughs> oh man i mean we, we we live in la where we're caught in traffic all the time i'm just gonna be like sitting in traffic one day and just look over and be like hmm <laughs> oh my god <laughs> want to hit the car wash want to hit the car wash <laughs> just like ram into you really hard and then you know stick my booby out or whatever so oh my god <laughs> Oh, Lord. Next time you don't wash your car, Justin, and I want to prank you, I'm going to put my boob imprint somewhere <laughs> on the outside of your car where oh, no. only you will know what it is. Multiple boob imprints. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. You're welcome. Well, guys, my God. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been an adventure. It's been sexy. Uh, Nick, you. I mean, uh, we couldn't pick a, a possible tripod member to go down these really <laughs> erotic halls of cinema we, we we love you we love talking movies with you <laughs> we're, we're excited about uh you got you got some amazing events coming up where can we find you what's what's going on with you in the near future man uh well at epicfilmguys.com find literally everything to do with the show over at epicfilmguys.com and uh yeah live stream for the cure three Coming this May from the 17th to the 19th, 40 hours. Uh, we're going to try to raise $7,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. And and Justin's going to be there. And I committed myself, Chrissy. What? He did. I'm saying, fuck cancer. We're going to make this happen. I, I'm thinking, Nick, maybe we should add That's like awesome. a... A live crash commentary somewhere in the oh one of these three oh days. Oh my god! Just play some of the lines and then discuss. <laughs> oh my god! Them. A script reading. Yes, <laughs> a live script, script reading. reading. Will, yes. Me and Nick. Me and Nick. Just oh you. God. We'll we'll do all the characters. Nick. We'll make it very central. Uh, what does this say in the margins here? <laughs> Leg vagina. What? We have to read all like the um. The script I'm gonna need to see some storyboards because. <laughs> He puts his he puts his splooged splooged hand on the car seat. Oh my god! He puts his he puts his splooged hand on the car seat. I want it ragged and dirty, <sighs> ragged and I'm dirty. I'm I'm excited. Uh, live stream for the cure again, everyone. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lots and, of fun. Uh, you guys are always away on your on your anniversary trip. We we have uh, been when, away, so we're yeah. we're staying here. We're, we're, boring, we're staying in town this May, so um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be amazing and. Uh, Fantasy movie draft, uh, I think, to be determined, we haven't determined a topic or drafters. We have no idea. It's it's way down the road yet, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's to raise money for a really, really good cause. We crushed our goal last year. We set a goal of 5000 We raised about 5500 
That got doubled by the Cancer Research Institute. We hit almost $11,000. It was great. Really, really great. So I want to get it even higher, like every year, like we're just going to, eventually I'm just going to become a robot that just hosts the live stream for the cure that never ends. We'll get there. Do it, man. Do <laughs> it. Hashtag fuck cancer. But it's great. Yeah, the first, it's great. first live fantasy movie draft, we're going to have to really do it up, make it big, drink, drink lots of, lots of alcohol. I'm sure it's going to be fun. So. Oh my God. Every drafter has to have bourbon. That should be a rule. Oh my God. <laughs> It's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get crazy. Um, We'd get through one round in like an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about the themes. Uh, I'll have to I have to talk with Nick, and we'll, we'll figure that out. But um, we'll definitely figure more news to come on that. Oh. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, it's it's gonna be amazing. Check out all the information about the event at livestreamforthecure.com. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and and we get dozens and dozens and dozens of podcasters that come out of the woodwork and. All join us on the air, all to raise money for a great cause. And the Cancer Research Institute is great. 88 cents out of every dollar goes to cancer research, not into some CEO's pocket, not into whatever ridiculous nonsense. It's all for a really, really good cause. So mark your calendars. Yes, Come on out. Give generously, people. Yay. Sounds awesome. Awesome. Well, Nick, dude. We love you, man. Thanks, thanks for talking. Can I come on for good movies next time? <laughs> <laughs> Only sexy movies from now on, man. This, I mean, is, this is your lane, this is and your you thing. will stick in it, yeah. man. <laughs> Until I crash into you very erotically. Um, Chrissy? Yes? Where, where can we find uh, our podcast online? Well, I, I think after this episode, we'll be lucky if people <laughs> want to continue to find us, but... You can find us wherever you find other super good podcasts. We're behind you. Don't Follow cover you. crash. Oh, God. <laughs> About to crash oh, into your bumper. Our boy. titty snakes are coming for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. And our, our titty snakes can be found on social media at MovieGeekCast, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also part of the PodFix Network, PodFixNetwork.com. You yes, can find yes. us and several other awesome podcasts there. Um, next week on the show, huge news. We're continuing our 80s fantasy movie draft tournament. We're, we're almost getting towards the end, guys. This is our uh, 1986 draft coming up next week, which is huge because we got two of our fan favorite drafters in Mr. Chris Brayton uh, is involved in the 86 draft, as well as... Mr. Hashtag Shut Up Shampoo himself, Brian Shampoo. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven. So we're going to pit those guys against each other with two newbies. It's going to be lots of fun. I love 1986 in film, so stick around for that next week. But again, thank you to Nick. Thank you to Chrissy. Th- thank you guys for having me. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks, to- I love Nick. you guys. The sexy you. double feature that we all enjoyed and shared a moment in. How... <laughs> That's my challenge to you now, winners. How are you going to top crash? Oh, man. I, I, you know what? Well, We're next gonna... year's going to be straight porn. Like, that's the only thing that's left. Hell yeah. yeah I don't know where else you go but besides <laughs> that. All of us live in the room, commentary, <laughs> pants off, <laughs> lube. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen, this guys. Soul girl here. Is he really I'll going for the leg vagina? Out. Oh, he's going for it. <laughs> Just wanted to you know, throw that out there. By the way, I found the crash script and it has so many stage directions it will make your head spin. Oh man. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, whether it's on live stream for the cure three or just 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 a just an episode that me and Nick taped together and it's just for our personal enjoyment, you know, to pass it down to our children. 
we're going to make that happen. So <laughs> it would be the greatest uh, audio ever recorded. Suck it, Mark Marin. <laughs> we're coming for the, the, the podcasting crown with a live script reading of Crash. Oh, so oh man. Well, again, thanks to everyone for listening tonight. We uh, we, we appreciate everyone listening, and we're, we'll, we'll check everyone next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.